As the world heads into uncharted territory, business leaders are seeking new perspective. The What Now, What Next podcast series features KPMG advisors addressing the issues that are of most concern now and in the near future. Today, I'd like to introduce Brian Higgins. He will be speaking with us about the supply chain's response to COVID-19. Brian, as we begin, would you introduce yourself to our listeners? Absolutely, and thank you. So my name is Brian Higgins. I'm a partner with KPMG. I've spent my career in supply chain and operations, and like many of you, I'm, I'm currently waist-deep in navigating this COVID-19 crisis, and decided to share my perspective on what we're seeing out there and uh, how some of our clients are responding. Although just about every aspect of business has been impacted by the spread of the coronavirus, few functions have been hit harder than the supply chain. While negative effects are immediately obvious, the current challenge can be used as a platform to gain deeper understanding of strategic operations and supply chains. Every organization is asking itself mission-critical questions pertaining to supplier and operations risk that have arisen in this COVID-19 environment. Can you share what are you seeing in the market? When we consider the broader market, there's a couple of dimensions to it when I think about it. There's the consumer, and then there's the companies that provide goods and services to the consumer. And from a consumer perspective, I guess the first observation is that this whole discipline of supply chain management has certainly been elevated to the masses. The average American has notionally been aware of what supply chain was. And it's now featured predominantly. We see it front and center in the daily White House task force briefings, the countless other communications and news outlets. So it's been really interesting to witness as the general public is talking about breakdowns in company supply chains. And, and it makes sense since they're the ones that are experiencing the shortages, the out of stocks and the general frenzy associated with the consumer and healthcare staples, you know, not being readily available. So from a company perspective, we're seeing a ton of companies scramble to get a better understanding of how to handle this disruption. And it's not impacted all industries equally, but all of them are feeling some type of strain. So as an example, we've got a CPG food manufacturing client. They have a food service business that caters to schools and restaurants, and they have a retail side of their business that focuses on grocery and convenience stores. So both sides are feeling strange, but they're not dealing with the exact same pain points or issues. The food service business is dealing with order cancellations and delays and winding down their supply chain, while the retail business is dealing with an incredible surge in demand, and they're needing to expedite and allocate short supply items and things like that. And incredibly enough, this is all under one roof, all within one company that's experiencing those various dimensions. There is a lot that the market is dealing with, and companies are really struggling, as they should, with simultaneously managing their people. So how do I take care of my people as a priority, as well as keeping their operations fluid together? Brian, supply chain managers face immediate and longer-term challenges as a result of COVID-19. I'm curious to know, how are people responding? For instance, could you highlight some of the immediate steps that must be taken right now? Absolutely. So most people today are still wrestling with getting a handle on the basic triage of the problem and understanding the real operations impacts. It's not as easy as it sounds. 
when you need to assign levels of priority to the things that you need to attack in order to help determine, okay, what's the most effective order in which to deal with it? So this whole triage effort is underway in a large way. For supply chain managers, this typically results in a handful of, I would say, immediate responses. First of which is the formation of a formal operations crisis response team. So this is not business as normal, and this creation of a formal operations crisis response team forces you to assign those specific roles to team members to address the biggest continuity of supply issues. So this could include, hey, I'm going to tag people or teams against alternative sourcing or supplier stabilization or allocation planning or expediting, things that are very, very challenging to deal with in the best of times, and then in this COVID-19 crisis, all that more challenging. Another immediate response revolves around the development of a remote operations continuity plan. So it's different than the formal ops crisis response. It's more geared towards ensuring the workforce is staying, staying connected in this environment, staying engaged and productive while working remotely. That's much easier said than done, and we live that in the last several weeks, day to day. We live it internally within KPMG and the way we service our clients. You know, it has shifted in some regards. So that development of a remote ops continuity plan is really important. I guess sort of the last thing I would mention in this vein of things to do now is dusting off contingency plans and recovery scenarios. COVID-19 has blindsided many supply chain managers, and it's exposed some serious weaknesses in existing contingency plans. We're seeing a lot of time and energy spent on the scenario planning for the biggest disruptors. As an example, hey, if I've got operations on the West Coast, and if I do run into a scenario where my employees can't get into my West Coast DCs, either because of sickness or because of government mandate or whatever the reason might be, that's a huge disruptor. And that demands a lot of time, attention, and thinking through on that particular scenario so that you've got a play in your playbook if it does get to that point. Beyond the immediate actions of creating an operations crisis response team and a remote operations continuity plan, and like you said, the importance of dusting off those recovery scenarios, what are some of the medium to long-term actions required that can increase agility right now for companies? Most of the companies, as I mentioned, are in that triage mode. There's a ton of work to do in the next months and even years, right? So if you think about it from a mid to a long-term action, this whole pandemic has resurfaced, or maybe in some cases exposed, significant flaws in most of the global supply chains. Most organizations do not have supply chains that are anywhere near as resilient as they need to be. I think one of the reasons is that a lot of companies have neglected to do the hard work that I'm describing around restructuring their supply chain. And they've got good reason because it is, in fact, hard to do. So they haven't appropriately de-risked their supply chains, and they've instead resorted to more piecemeal contingency plans and more superficial risk management tactics, which predictably yields piecemeal results and thin business resiliency. It's important to bear in mind that global supply chains The ones we see today were designed to address different needs. Fundamentally, they were based on some guiding principles and universal truths that no longer hold true. So if you think about it for a minute, global supply chain structures really cemented, I don't know, in the last 20 or 30 years. Business leaders laid those foundations believing certain things, certain things like, hey, there is a 
labor arbitrage and cost of doing business differential between my U.S. multinational and some other country. They believed that there was a, a shared understanding of the benefits of free trade and global interdependence. They had a general acceptance around tax and tariff stability. And each of these foundational universal truths are now some state of denial or deconstruction, right? Either due to the geopolitical landscape or market forces, those foundational elements are being challenged. So when the dust settles and we've popped out of this crisis, there's a real work to do to get it right. And I believe we're going to see a significant acceleration of what we've referred to as economic nationalism. It's going to dramatically influence the way supply chains are structured. And from an ops perspective, economic nationalism is really rooted in self-sufficiency and reducing risk. So it points towards a strategy, bias towards make where you sell and a buy where you make approach. And we've heard that from other companies that we work with to say, hey, to de-risk and to really restructure, I'm going to move toward this make where I sell and buy where I make approach. So in the medium to long term, companies are going to need to rethink nearly everything, their structure, their footprint, their third-party partners, their inventory strategies, in order to effectively win in the market. I would not underestimate the lift ahead as we pop out of this crisis. So what are some of the outcomes or reactions you're seeing? Or perhaps to borrow from your terminology, what will the supply chain of the future look like when the dust settles? I certainly don't have a good crystal ball, but I have a perspective, of course, on what the supply chain in the future will look like. And I think it's going to set aside this traditional lowest cost as the dominant definer of value. And it will move more towards a broader value framework that says, hey, I'm going to place an increased premium on risk exposure and supply alternatives and taxes and incentive structures and channel complexity so that I'm factoring more into what goes into my quote-unquote supply chain of the future. I think I also recognize and accept that there's been developments in flight that are creating a new set of baseline givens. I was describing some of the what was once believed to be universal truths. I think what I'm suggesting here is that that's going to reset, right? And as that resets, it's going to lead to some different answers. And the labor cost differential that drove offshoring, for example, that's been eroding for some time, and it's going to continue to do so. The political sentiments that support free movement of capital and goods, those are receding a bit in ways that transcend any of the political leadership changes as well. So this epidemic is stressing supply chains to the breaking point. Right? That much is clear. We've already seen evidence of this. And as discussed earlier, it has exposed an underlying structural fragility for all reasons stated. So we're going to see casualties, and it's not just going to be the larger enterprises that are currently getting a lot of press that are significantly exposed to this COVID-19 environment and its uh, output here. There's also going to be some of the leanly capitalized supply bases that were once thought to be, I wouldn't say overly healthy, but these are supply bases that typically companies did not give much thought to, and they're going to be under increased stress. There are several of these leanly capitalized suppliers that are not going to survive even a three-month shutdown. We will certainly see casualties, and we should anticipate that companies coming out of this are going to be very eager to challenge the status quo in ways that we had not seen at a pace that we had not seen in the past. 
Brian, COVID-19 won't be the last supply chain disruption. Are there any final thoughts you'd like to share on how supply chains can best prepare for a resilient future? COVID-19, it's tremendously difficult. It's a very, very difficult situation to navigate, and it's going to continue to have a wake for some time now. And you're right, it's undoubtedly not the last disruption that we will see. From a supply chain and ops perspective, you know, I do believe it's just another driver in this accelerating force that says, hey, as a global company, I have to rethink my supply chain structure. One of the best ways that companies can prepare for the next chapter, for a more resilient future, is to continue to elevate the supply chain function. This has been sort of in vogue for a while. I think this COVID-19 aftermath is going to continue that trend. We're going to see companies try and elevate the supply chain function to become a true strategic partner in the enterprise, link it closer with the strategy, with the enterprise risk management, with the overall business leadership. And again, that varies company by company in terms of how that is in place today. But the organizations that will emerge the strongest are those that are going to be willing to see that, yes, there's a bunch of emergency conditions in place right now, but that's an opportunity for a systematic overhaul of the supply chain operating model. It's no longer elective surgery in my mind, and I think many companies are going to draw to that conclusion. Are there any final thoughts you'd like to share on how supply chains can best prepare for resiliency in the future? This has exposed some deficiencies, and one of them is the way that companies manage supply chain risk. Effective supply chain risk is rooted in effectively understanding the environment around you, and a lot of companies invest in significant advanced planning, software, ERPs, predictive analytics for demand and supply, but not enough attention is put into all of the potential supply chain risk management drivers. And I think the platforms that are in place and the data protocols and the overall systems to support supply chain risk management um, have proven themselves insufficient. And I do think that is an area that will get increased intention coming out of this. And it's my criteria that I just described of no longer being elective as well. Brian, thank you for being here today. I appreciate the perspective you've shared. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. We'll look forward to bringing you other insights from our KPMG advisors in the next edition of What Now? What Next? In the meantime, you can check out the other podcast in our series at visit.kpmg.us slash COVID-19. Thank you.